Hi, I'm Charles. I'm Christine. And, and we, we eat stuff. Hello, boys and girls, kittens and squirrels. Welcome to the podcast called We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. This is Christine Guthrie here, and uh, in this podcast, we're seeking out folks in St. Louis related to food, cooking, drinking, and eating. Our interview this week is with Naomi Beth Roquet, bar manager at Reed's American Table. You can find Naomi's blog online at thedrunkengnome.net. We have a long meandering conversation with Naomi um, where we get to learn about all sorts of talents and skills she has along with her background in theater and improv. Uh, but no, I didn't improv for two years, so I think I'm funny all the time. <laughs> Naomi's also an awesome person for connecting folks in the industry. Right now, she is a project where she wants to highlight all the amazing work and contributions by female bartenders, sommeliers, and mixologists in St. Louis and all over Missouri. She's a great storyteller, and as she mentions later, she wants you to use the hashtag ShakeYourTinsHints to show off the great work that the ladies are doing around town. Thank you so much for listening, and this is Naomi Beth Roque. Hi, Naomi. What's up? Not much. You know, just woke up like two hours ago. Good job. That's what I do. How are you today? Good. Not hungover, surprisingly. Cool. Yeah. It's always a nice wake up surprise. Yeah. When you're not hungover. (laughs) So I told, I left work last night and I was like, I'm just going to get drunk really fast so I can go to bed early. (laughs) (laughs) And I succeeded. Did you get drunk at home or yes. somewhere else? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, the bar is by my house. And oh, then, okay. And then a couple people came over and hung out with me in the back patio for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, all right, guys, bye. <laughs> Going to bed now. Bar's closed. It's all right. I understand that feeling well. I The bedtime comes earlier and earlier, it seems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I used to, like... You know, in my 20s, mm-hmm. I'd close down at 1.30, close down at 3, then go east side, mm-hmm. and then go to a 6 a.m. bar, wow. and then go get Bloody Marys and food, and finally pass out at, like, 11 or noon. Good Lord. I just got tired wow. thinking about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Uh, and I got so used to 1.30s living in St. Charles, mm-hmm. so anytime I would come out here to hang out, like, oh, we're going to 3 o'clock, I'm like, but it's my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nine o'clock's kind of our bedtime. I know. <laughs> but yeah, we do stay up late now and then, but uh, generally around nine o'clock, we're like, yeah, yeah. we yeah. can or not just watch on our wrist. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. like, time to go home. Yeah. yeah, last night was kind of a late night for us. We were out till 10. Yeah. Whoa, I know. I know, right? Getting crazy. On a Saturday night. <laughs> we went yeah. to two places, too. Yeah. Uh, Where did you go? Uh, we were at the Pat Connolly Tavern. And then we went okay. to Copper Pig. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I haven't been there yet. Really? That's very good. Good place, yeah. I finally went to Metal Pig. Mm-hmm. That place is good. Yeah. Oh, have you been to Nudo yet? Not yet, no. no. 
It's so good. It's good? good. I bet yeah. it is. I've heard all good yeah. reviews. No, yeah. we're probably going to wait until, you know, give it a couple weeks, wait until the crowd dies down. Yeah. Yeah. And they're getting enough coverage right now as it is. So oh, yeah. We really need to help promote them, right? Like yeah. That, so. mm-hmm. Yeah, they end up opening a day early. Yes. And I found out. Um, it was a day that I uh, met with the GM and the chef at Reed's and made it official mm-hmm. that I'm the new bar manager there. That's mm-hmm. so awesome. Yeah. So I kind of celebrated and went to Nudo when I found out they were open. And it was in between their lunch and dinner rush, so there wasn't a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angie Orman was there and mm. Matt Cock. And uh, so I got I got their oh me so spicy ramen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it was oh me so good. <laughs> oh, me so spicy. Good Lord. Duly noted. Uh, we'll just get one, one of everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When we eventually go. But yeah, then we went next door to GC Food and Brewery, which is my very first industry job. Mm-hmm. Mm. I was a head hostess there mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah, back in the day. Back in the day, yeah, I helped open the place. Mm. So we went over there for a beer, and I'm I'm petting you waffles at time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, went there for a beer, and then went back to Nudo. Mm-hmm. And so I was there for a long time, mm-hmm. and it was funny. My roommate was having a, a date. He met this girl online, mm-hmm. and he was supposed to go. They were supposed to go to snacks, but then last minute he changed to go to Noodle. And I was like, mm-hmm. "You do realize there's people here that know you." <laughs> so I was. Uh, I saw her. She showed up, and I I text him. I was like, "She's here. Shall I go say hi? <laughs> <laughs> Make this real awkward for you." <laughs> And he was like, yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. So I did. I went up to her. I was like, um, hi. Uh, so I, this is weird, but um, I believe you're here to have a date with my roommate, Andy. Mm-hmm. And she was like, uh. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah. I was like, oh, here. He's not here yet. He just texted me that he's uh, just trying to olive. Why don't you come join us over here for a little bit? <laughs> it was like a job interview. It was hilarious. Because mm-hmm. Angie was like, so what do you do for a living? <laughs> do you like it? <laughs> Take care of all the important questions first. You're gonna fall off the couch. Yeah. Um, used to it. <laughs> but it was. I told him. I told Andy that so far she's good in my book because she put up with that. And when I went to go say goodbye to them, mm-hmm. she actually stood up and gave me a hug. I was like, all right, so yeah. far, so far, so good. She's cute. Yeah. She she put up with me and Angie and gave me a <laughs> hug. I was like, all right, good first afternoon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good. <laughs> I feel like you're more of his mother than a... Right. <laughs> <laughs> and she's not right for you. No, no. <laughs> oh, I'll tell him. He, he gets mad at me sometimes. That's why Because he knows I'm right. Though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Naomi, I'm eyeing your bottle here. Yes. What did you bring us? So it's a Tequila Ocho Reposado. It's a single estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, they own their own lands. So instead of uh, importing blue agaves from wherever, they actually know where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they plan terrar. So there, every year is a different uh, vintage, and you'll mm-hmm. see the. So this is a 2016, mm-hmm. and uh, Puerta del Air. I don't know. I think so. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they name the different plots, mm. and they'll pull the agaves and do the whole distilling um, process, and then refertilize the soil mm. before they plant the agave again. Mm-hmm. So you'll notice like every you know the the blanc. The Blanco, the Plata, Silver, whatever you want to call it. Um, I remember the difference between 2013 and 2014. Like, 13 was a little more fruity. 14 mm-hmm. had a little pepper in it. Mm-hmm. So it's really fun as a bartender to play with that, yeah. too. Sure. So, like, but if the menu... So if the, 
the new vintage comes out, you almost kind of have to slightly tweak your cocktail if you have it in there. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of fun. And I have turned a lot of people on to Tequila Ocho because it's fantastic. Nice. So, All right. Cheers. Cheers. I'm not going to shoot this. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I might. Go for it. You do whatever you want. Oh. That'd be really nice. Yeah. I've never been much of a tequila person because the, you know, Jose Cuervo, you know, yeah. dominating yeah. that market. Yeah. Um, but I've had... It's that, actually very mild. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So they do, with the aging process, um, they do the bare minimum mm-hmm. of what is required to be considered Reposado Añejo, and there's now an extra Añejo. Mm-hmm. And uh, that bottle is really expensive, mm. but so good. So what's that distinction mean? Like uh um, it's just the uh, the amount of aging, mm-hmm. and that's uh, the requirements for uh, tequila. I mean, they have, there's a lot of rules. Mm-hmm. Um, they can only be, uh, you can only make tequila in certain states of Mexico, and there's a lot of regulations and stuff on it. And so, I don't know. I don't know how they came up with it, but it's kind of like it's with the brandy and just the uh, uh, XO or yeah. I can't remember those numbers up. VS and VSOP. Yeah. Kind of thing, yeah. Or is that cognac? Uh, oh, no, that's cognac. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> they we'll all taste later, man. Yeah. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> no one heard me say that. I do know the difference. Well, the things I definitely don't know, very, <laughs> I definitely don't know very much about tequila. You know, it's yeah. something I should learn more about. So I'm trying to yeah. get more beat on that. Because I guess most really I've been kind of... Uh, you know, missing a really great chapter of liquor, you know, here is yeah. all these, all the, uh, this craft that goes into it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was actually talking to a guest the other day about it, and they're like, yeah, you know, we never were into tequila, but now we see a lot of tequila tastings, which mm-hmm. we thought was weird. I was like, oh, they're not tasting oh, Jose Cuervo and all that stuff. They're tasting the new, like, basically craft tequilas mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. people are putting more thought and effort into it instead of just the brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, Patron... Patron's actually not a bad tequila. Mm. I like it. Um, I shoot a lot of it. Um, <laughs> but they were just a small company, and then uh, the hair, uh, what's his name, hairstylist bought it out and branded it, and like there was a whole story behind it, and mm. and now Patron is huge. Everyone knows it. Mm. So sometimes you have to get famous yeah. people yeah. to drink it. It's like an uh, entourage. You guys ever watch that TV show? No, I haven't. Oh, there was a there was a, a some tequila or not tequila, but there was some liquor brand that one of the guys bought, and so he's like, "Oh, if I take it to this party and have this famous person drink it, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it gets big." Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I think it's working really nice and like almost like as a replacement for bourbon. Yeah, you know a lot of cocktails like yeah, especially if you combine it with like some big O or something like that, make a yeah. tequila and big. Ba- an ocho and a big O old fashioned. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. The beach trio was in there. People yeah. people ocho make fun of me all the time. Ben Ben Bauer. Mm-hmm. He uh would always joke around like, I think I made the cocktail better. He's like, Did you put big O in it? <laughs> like, Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean not this time. Well, I mean, like, I don't, like, was a Saint a Saint Germain was something that used to be kind of the staple to use for yeah. do that sort of yeah. thing. But now it's Big O, and the fl- yeah. especially the Big O uh, age when they're select oh, is just yes. so good. Oh yeah, you know, and just like this, like, different years change in character. Oh yeah, you know, just really like it a lot. So it's uh, really yeah. cool they got that going on. Well, and it helps that Bill and Kathy are just fantastic people. Yes, they yeah. are, and their son too. Yeah, Chris yeah. is awesome. 
Um, they actually, when I was uh, at um, Prosano out St. Charles, mm. they gave me their barrel that they used to barrel age Ooh. the big O in. Did you age anything in it? Yes. What did you age in that? Tequila. Oh. That, that, that guy said it worked really nicely, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It turned out, it turned out really well. Or no, no, it was mezcal. Mm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah Which yeah. technically tequila is mezcal. That's yeah. what I call it. Mm. But. Is, is mezcal less refined or something or less filtered? Uh, no, it's uh, mezcal. You'll notice a lot of it is really smoky. They yeah. don't have to use blue agave. Hmm. There's over 200 different types of agave mm-hmm. out there. And some are just, you just leave them alone. So they actually play with the different uh, types of agave, and then they smoke it. So they mm-hmm. dig a massive hole in mm-hmm. the ground mm-hmm. and put the coals and whatever down, and they put the pinas on top of that mm-hmm. and then cover it up so all the smoke kind of mm-hmm. se- seeps into mm-hmm. it. And some are some mezcals are super smoky, yeah. and some are more subtle. Um, I have uh, the Del Maguey line... Uh, they have 20, I think 20 different types, maybe less than that, but they have a lot. I went to this, uh, restaurant in Chicago and they had all, all the Del Maguey's. Wow. And so I tried like four or five of them and one was like creamy almost Hmm. and desserty. Yeah. Neat. So that's the, that's like, I love mezcal and that's the fun thing about mezcal is that it's... Is like they play with the different types of agave, so you mm-hmm. get a whole bunch of different flavors. And there's, but they do almost. Hi. Like <laughs> so you're not petting me right now. Pay attention to me. All right, waffles. Um, but I mean, it's mezcal is actually starting to become really big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 The half and half used to have a uh, night restaurant called Media Noche. Okay. Yeah, or Noche. It used to be Noche, yeah. Yeah. But um, the, I had a cocktail that was really good. It was like um, old fashioned. It, it was old fashioned. It was in Manhattan, I think. That was made with uh, mezcal. Okay. And like a burnt orange bitters. And it was really, really good. Nice. And it really worked out nicely. Yeah. And just that little bit of the smokiness was just kind of perfect with that orange. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really nice flavor. Yeah. I've actually been getting into gin a lot, too. Hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of like uh, two of the. There's three distilleries out in KC mm-hmm. that make great, fantastic gins. Uh, Jay Rieger, yep. Tomstown, where, yep. which I've become really close with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the new one, Restless Spirits. Okay. I've never heard that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been open uh, a little bit over, like officially open a little bit over a year and a half. Mm-hmm. But um, it's family owned. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benet, she is their head distiller. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, her husband was the one that wanted to, like, start distilling things. So he bought a little pot still hmm. and was trying to figure it out and couldn't figure it out. And he was like, Benet, you're a scientist. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> so they actually focus on, um, uh, why am I blanking out? Irish whiskey. Hmm. So they, uh, which you have to, obviously, it has to be from Ireland. So they hmm. actually import mm-hmm. Irish whiskey. And then finish barrel uh, barrel aging it on premise, and then so they have they have their uh, regular Irish whiskey. They have a blend, and then vodka because you know everyone has to have vodka. <laughs> um, they did this really fun one, mm-hmm. uh, the Pusheen. It's Pusheen. Yeah, it's P. Oh no, like P O U T I N. Oh, Pusheen. Okay. 
So it's like poutine, but it's poutine. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, they made it in smaller bottles, 115 proof. Mm. It's basically uh, white whiskey, like it's moonshine, mm. yeah, yeah, Irish yeah. moonshine. Mm. And uh, I don't remember the full story, but I, there was a period where it was illegal. Mm-hmm. So they would carry those holy water vials around their necks, <laughs> put that in there to get around it. Wow, wow. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, but it huh. is, I mean, you smell it, like you smell it and you're like, okay, it smells great, but this is going to burn. Yeah. You put it in your mouth and you're like, Freak out for his whoa, bless you. Careful, waffle. Come on. <laughs> you got that? <laughs> He's like, I was just imagining tasting it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you feel the burn for like a quick second, mm-hmm. and then it has this really rounded out mouthfeel, mm-hmm. and almost tastes like caramel or like buttered popcorn. Yeah, huh. sure. It's really good. Mm. Um, but then they're like, okay, we have to do a gin also. Mm-hmm. So they're like. She actually went through a process of like, okay, I want it to taste like Ireland. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And so she uh, was like, okay, I know it rains a lot, but Ireland is very bright and green mm. and stuff. So it's a botanical gin. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of lavender in there. Mm, it's pretty good. Interesting. Yeah. This is Restless Spirits? Restless Spirits. Okay. Yeah, cool. The name sounds vaguely familiar. I, yeah. I think a couple places around town. They're starting it. to carry it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, I know Laura Coppinger at uh, the Monocle, mm-hmm. she carries all their products. Okay. Really cool. Mm-hmm. Let's check that out. Then. Yeah. Nice. Cool. So, but yeah, Benet is, I uh, actually interviewed her for my blog. Bless you. Waffles, man. What's going on? Are but... you allergic to me? Well, I seem you... to like you an awful lot. I mean, <laughs> I never seem to take to a guest so much. <laughs> yeah. Hi. You don't mind dog slobber, so. No, I don't. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. It happens. He's got much better breath than Rennie. Really? His breath, wow, his breath's pretty bad for him, so. He brushes occasionally, but. Uh, Rennie licked my nose one time, and I was drunk. And Andy comes home, I'm like, all I can smell is his breath. Oh. <laughs> He's the worst breath. Yeah. He's a cutie, though. Yeah. He's a keeper. They're all good dogs. Yeah. They're all good dogs. Friend. Yeah. Um, uh, Naomi, tell all the people who are you. We've been so, talking about booze and stuff so long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is my life. Yeah. yeah. Who are you? So I am Naomi Beth Roque. Um, I'm an Aries. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I play long walks on the beach. When's your birthday? Uh, April seventh, nineteen eighty three. April twentieth. Nice. So I'm a cusp baby. Mm-hmm. My brother's twenty third, so he's just on the other side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I was born in Indiana, grew up in St. Louis, mm-hmm. moved around for a while, uh, was actually uh, a worship leader growing up. My dad was a youth oh. pastor for a little bit, little known fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, went off to college for music and dropped out. Mm. Then went back to, to college, undeclared, and dropped out again. Yeah, mm-hmm. sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> I'm one of those people, like, unless I know what I'm doing and I have a purpose, I just don't want to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. same way. So... Mm-hmm. I am a hands-on person, but no, I did, I was in the industry for a while. I did Starbucks for five and a half years, hmm. uh, managed Urban Outfitters for like four months. That was not fun, hmm. um, but I loved the discount that I got. Yeah, for sure. That was great. Um, worked for Target, hmm. so I had a lot of corporate training, but then I finally, because uh, I tried to go back to college again, had to drop out that time because my car got totaled. And wasn't making a lot of money, so mm-hmm. it's dropped out. Um, but started at Scottish Arms, just hostessing. 
Mm. And then I was like, I want to try a survey. Mm-hmm. Did that for a little bit. Managed uh, salt when they first opened up. Mm. Then went back to survey. But yeah, um, I have been bartending for four years now. Mm-hmm. I know I can always remember because I started bartending when I was 30. Mm-hmm. Um, at Crossano, And it's become my passion. Mm-hmm. Mm. And worked for some really great people. Worked for some really mm. crappy people. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, uh, I'm also part of the USBG, United States Bartenders Guild, which you guys just joined. Yeah. Yay! Yay. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I've been the equality chair for a little bit over a year now. Hmm. And, oh yeah, I should, probably, I should probably have more tequila. Yeah, Do I, it. I would like some more to you. It's really nice. Yeah. Very complex flavor. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, not for you, Waffles. No. It's not your group. <laughs> Don't lick the, bo- the bottle. <laughs> but okay, I'll just take, lick the outside. Um, but so uh, promoting women has become a passion of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you heard me mention my blog. Yes, it is thedrunkengnome.net because um, soon here I will be the drunken gnome. Mm-hmm. As of right now, I'm the purple gnome. Mm. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's true. So I'm interviewing females across the whole booze spectrum so mm-hmm. bartenders distillers i want to find female brewers sommeliers um i have probably a, like 10 women on my mind for st louis i have five people in casey i have connections in another city so i want to travel a little bit mm-hmm. um it's been a slow start but i'm going to start trying to do it once a week cool. and get that up and going mm-hmm. but um yeah, I'm a, one of those people, either I'm really passionate about things or I'm just like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yep. Who have you interviewed so far? Um, my first one was Kira, who uh, during the Course Survivor number 2 competition during Gen Week, she actually tied her first with me. Mm-hmm. And I felt like a proud mama bird because mm-hmm. she had only been doing craft cocktails for a year. Mm-hmm. And not that like... You know, she tied for first with me. That's amazing. But um, I'm just the best ever. Um, but it was just, I was just really proud of her because for two things. One, two women tied for first. And mm-hmm. I've noticed in a lot of competitions, it's very uh, man-dominated, which is not, a, you know, it's not a bad thing. They're all very talented. Mm-hmm. But I want to see more talented women doing yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So... The fact that during the competition, there was, I think, only two guys who competed, mm-hmm. and the rest were all women, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, two women, you know, tie for first or whatever, I just, I don't know, I was really excited. Mm-hmm. So I interviewed her and talked her ear off, which mm-hmm. I tend to do anyways. <laughs> I was listening to it, because I recorded it. I was listening to it. I'm like, oh my God, Naomi, shut up. <laughs> like, just let her answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had to learn that, too. I had to pretend to even, like... Finish the sentence for them. Yeah. And like, like, That's what you're going to say, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, I know. I know. Yeah. I'm a mind reader. Yeah, yeah. Now you're on the other side. So yeah. Like, no. <laughs> you're just keep Go talking. Ahead. Oh, man. So, and I also was super hungover. Mm. Mom and Dad don't listen to this. <laughs> well, no, I was drunk during the competition. Um, <laughs> I actually told her, I was like, because I was like, if you, you know, want, like, a mentor or anything, like, I know you work with two really great guys of you, mm-hmm. but, like, I would love to also, like, mentor you. And I was like, what I've learned for me, because I, I ended up winning the competition. Um, we did a battle off. 
But the last competition I did, I also won. Mm -hmm. And I actually didn't even want to do it. But I was forced to. Which one was it? It was the World's Fair, the Past, Present, Future. Hmm. So. That last summer? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And it's coming up again, and I'm actually hosting it this year. And Hmm. Elliot was like, he's like, oh, thank you. So someone else can actually win a competition? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly why. (laughs) But no, I I didn't want to do it. And. but I, the USBG had a booth there, and I volunteered to be there the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. Mm. And we needed one more person to compete, and so King was like, Naomi, you have to do it. You're going to be there anyways. I'm like, but I don't, oh, I don't want to. Mm. <laughs> I didn't want to do it. I'm going to be so tired. Mm-hmm. So mm. I uh, literally, the Wednesday before was my last shift before the weekend, and I was like, all right, you had to come up. The first round was you had memorized 20 classic cocktails. You didn't know which three were going to be thrown at you. Mm. And you had five minutes oh to gosh. make them. Wow. Um, second round was present, so a cocktail that you can make at any bar mm-hmm. using the products that were given to us. And then the future was molecular gastronomy, which we're not mm. doing that again this year. Mm. So I was just like, Wednesday, I was like, oh like stressed out. I was like, I don't want to do this. I had rose petal preserves. I was like, nah, here's a cocktail. It tastes good. <laughs> With rose petal preserves in it. Boom. Clearly it worked for Ben Bauer because mm-hmm. he loves using preserves. Mm. Um, and the, for the last one, I had a cocktail that I made like months before for a guest that I really liked mm-hmm. and I had frozen it before too. So I was like, yeah, I'll just do that. Mm-hmm. Whatever. The day comes and I was absolutely exhausted Mm -hmm. and so I just started drinking (laughs) I was so drunk during that competition (laughs) but it made for a really fun time yeah (laughs) so I go up there and they're like all right I went up against Sasha for the first round Mm. and uh and they're like they said the three and I was like about to start, I'm like, wait, what? She's like screaming. And they repeat again. I'm like, okay. Just like, and they're like, Kian was like, Naomi, this is not a race. I was like, mm. I do everything fast. <laughs> <laughs> and I finish. I'm sitting there. I'm like, all right, which one does this? No, this does not need ice. Um, um, Jet. And I grabbed one and I threw it on the ground because I made... I mean, I think I'm, I made a Manhattan instead of old fashioned or something oh. like that. And I realized it last minute. And he's like, you've got one minute. And I'm like, boom, damn, I'm done. I'm yeah. done. Can I not do this anymore? Jeez. <laughs> but then, so then the the present part came up. And at that point, I was just like, I don't even care anymore. Like, whatever. I'm drunk and tired. And so I just went up there. I'm like, this is what I'm making. These are the ingredients. Enjoy. <laughs> and uh, Ben had also competed. And uh, I'm sitting there next to him. They announced the top three. And I'm like, I'm not. It's not going to be me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sasha was in first at that moment. Mm-hmm. And then Elliot was in second. And then, like, in third is Naomi. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I was actually mad. <laughs> I, was like, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. So because I was in third, they made me go first. And I felt... <laughs> I went up there with a shaker tin, mm-hmm. poured everything in there, poured the nitrogen in there. It was hot, so it wasn't freezing fast mm. enough. I'm just in there, just like stirring, just staring at them. <laughs> like, do you want to tell us what we we're doing? I was like, the microphone was on the table. So oh, I, bent, I bent over. I'm like, I'm freezing it. 
<laughs> they're like Thanks, smart ass yeah. <laughs> and then finally I was like alright so what I'm doing I went over the process of like what you know yes the nitrogen is freezing it but mm-hmm. I explained how you have to be careful like the nitrogen definitely brings out a lot of acidity hmm. from it mm-hmm. um, so you have to make sure there's enough sweetness so it's not mm-hmm. too bitter but you also don't want it to be too sweet because then it because it's going to reverse back into its normal state um, and then it'll be too sweet in that end. So find that like perfect balance between the two. Hmm. But then again, it was taking forever. So I'm just like, so Kelly McMullen comes up and puts a microphone next to me. And she's like, hey, just talk. I'm like, I don't have anything to say. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, I just gave up. I'm like, it's frozen enough. And I gave mm-hmm. it to them. I forgot. I was like, also I looked down. I was like, oh, the spoons. <laughs> and over in my bag. I'm like, here you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here. Um... <laughs> Even the garnishes for my two cocktails, I literally didn't know what I was doing mm-hmm. until that day. I was like, um, I'll buy a lime and a cucumber. I'll just zest the cucumber on top and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I was sitting over by Ben and uh, they let everyone else go. Elliot like has a bowl and like he's freezing things and doing it like they had and Sasha had a whole show like freezing and like smoking mm-hmm. while I was just up there like an it like an <laughs> asshole just like here's here's my shaker tin <laughs> and um wow. so I'm looking at it I'm like oh, I'm not winning like mm-hmm. this is not happening mm. and uh like all right so um we are gonna announce a winner we're not going to say who got second or third, because we're all winners here. Thank you, Ken, for being a dork. Um, and like, and the winner is Naomi Roque. I backhanded Ben on the arm so hard. I was like, what the fuck? Oh. Oh. <laughs> so I just went up, I ran up real quick, and like curtsied and like, ran Curtsy. away. <laughs> but, um, but in the last competition, too, like I made sure I drank beforehand. I did not overthink my cocktail. I was mm. like, you know, it's fun to do, this was what I was telling Kira, it's fun to do like crazy syrups and doing all this mm. stuff, but honestly, especially with competitions, like on a smaller level, specifically, keeping it more simple mm. and accentuating the actual booze that you're representing sure. mm-hmm. is way more important than the flair. Because I used to, well, when I first started competing, I was like, oh, I'm going to do, like, egg white foam and do this <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And apparently I just have to keep it simple and get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. toned it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And like, and not put too much thought into it. Yeah. And I was telling her that. She goes, well, I probably won't do the drunk thing. <laughs> I was like, oh, it calms me down. Big time. <laughs> Because I wasn't, I actually wasn't that drunk when I did the the Corpse Survivor one. Mm-hmm. So when I was up there, it literally was just like, <laughs> like everything was like shaking. I'm like, mm-hmm. I even looked at the judges and I was like, I knew too. It was Mandy, uh, why, whatever. Now I feel bad. I'm sorry, Mandy, that I can't. I messed up your last name. Um, and Matt Obermark and then a lady I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I go. I'm shaking like a motherfucker. I need a shot. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, how I deal with things. Uh, if only I could do that in my job. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. Speaking of shots, cheers. Uh, cheers. Cheers. Boom. I still, I still got mine. That's all right. Yeah. Okay, so tell people about your exciting new job that you just announced three days ago. So, 
I had been working, I had worked at Libertine for a while, and then stepped away from that um, just because I needed a change and mm -hmm. feel like I, need, I needed to grow more. Mm -hmm. And Ben was great. He's an interesting fellow, and I love him. Um, Indeed. <laughs> yeah. uh, I love his unicorn moments. They're great. Um, but I just, I felt stagnant there. Sure, mm -hmm. sure. And I don't like feeling like that. And mm -hmm. I really appreciate that job. And I learned a lot um, by watching him and also just doing things on my own and just growing and learning more. So I was working two jobs at Juniper. Mm -hmm. on Saturdays which you guys came in mm -hmm. and uh, Scarlet's Wine Bar which was great it was uh, completely different for me everyone mm. there is bartender server so mm. I a lot of running around sure. um, but it was a really great opportunity and just a nice just break from everything mm -hmm. then I started at a Demond Oyster Bar mm. worked two shifts and then the following week I uh, worked that Wednesday and uh, actually got asked to be a bar manager there and mm -hmm. I said yes so then the next day I was meeting up with Alicia Blackwell or uh Calvert Calvert yeah mm -hmm. now married mm -hmm. congratulations yeah. Alicia. um and she had messaged me earlier in the week being like hey I've got some industry questions for you do you want to do lunch I was like yeah I'll hang out with you yeah. <laughs> I was running a little bit behind so I told her and she's like oh well, is it cool if Andre's here too and I was like mm. hell yeah mm -hmm. I love him too yeah. Um, but yeah, they sat down, ordered all the food, started eating, and then Aunt Andre looks at Alicia and was like, hey, do you want to tell her why we're out for lunch? And I was like, what the hell is going on right now? Who's Andre? Uh, he, oh, yeah. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Right. So, he was the beverage director at Reed's. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but he stepped back and is still working there and Alicia just took over. I yeah. see. So, gotcha. so Alicia was like, well... So, uh, Travis uh, is moving, and we are looking for a new bar manager, and I'm just sitting there, I'm like, what is happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> like, my heart was just racing, uh -huh. and, and they're like, yeah, we were tasked to find the new bar manager for Reed's American Table, mm -hmm. and we both came up with our own list, and you were on the top of both of ours, mm -hmm. and uh, it is, I feel like incredibly honored that's amazing yeah awesome and so i start training this week uh, a couple days and then the following week i'm gonna be there full time mm -hmm. and uh i'll be in charge of their cocktail program and um i had met i announced it on thursday i didn't want to announce it before that because i wanted to meet with the gm and the chef first mm -hmm. or they wanted to meet with me i guess i should say mm -hmm. um and uh but yeah it was just like we we're talking chef you know was talking about everything that he's looking for and, you know, the way that he likes to see things ran. And I agree with everything he said. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, really cool guy. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited to work for him. Mm -hmm. um, but he made a comment about how the the beverage part, the cocktail part of it is like maybe 25% of the liquor sales. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so he would like to see that grow. So mm -hmm. that's my task. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, I definitely like looking at the back bar. Uh, there's some stuff I was like, "What? What is that?" Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, so yeah. we'll see what it is. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited and really nervous. Um, mm. I actually threw up that night. <laughs> <laughs> you mean from drinking or just nerves? 
Well, uh, well, I was drinking, but it was, I didn't, I went to bed early for, mm-hmm. like, super early for me, mm-hmm. and I come down, I, I also, like, I just felt nauseous, like, the whole entire time, so I was like, what is going on? Like, just, a, it was a good nauseous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, like, was in bed, and there was an empty bag of pretzels. That's where it all went. Gotcha. And uh, was no longer yeah, so I went downstairs and Andy was sitting on the couch and I'm just like holding this bag and he just looked at me. I'm like, I just threw up. He goes, you don't look drunk. I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really excited and nervous. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm super stoked and I can't wait to work with Alicia because she literally mm. is She's she's, she's the awesome. shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's she, awesome. She's on my list to interview for my blog. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, she she's she's badass. She's very straightforward mm-hmm. to the point, but has a, like but also has a super kind heart. Yeah, super does. knowledgeable. Um I think we'll make a good team. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So it's really exciting. Because I'm yeah. kind of the same way. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been bar manager before? I was actually, you guys came in, I don't know if you remember me, uh, mm. Lucky Buddha. <clears throat> yep. Right, right, that right. When it existed? Yeah. Three yeah. years ago? Yeah. yeah. Yep. No, two, two years ago. It was a couple years ago. Years ago. Yeah. 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 It was two years ago because I went to Libertine right after I left that. Mm-hmm. Um, I got hired on to be the GM mm-hmm. and the, the beverage director mm-hmm. and the only front of house yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I was working like ninety eight hours a week for over a month. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I gained like twenty pounds in two months. Mm. Yeah. I looked at my roommate at one point. And I was like, "Why can't I just like say that I'm pregnant to excuse me for making?" <laughs> you know, so, I mean, I don't want to be pregnant. I don't want to be pregnant. Um, no. Um. But circle slash baby. Yeah. <laughs> no baby. No, no baby. I already feel like I had two children in the house. Well, three. Um, yeah. Because I live with uh, two guys. Andy's my age. Well, he's about almost a year older or six months older than me. Mm-hmm. But he's a big, he's a man child and I love him. He's my best friend. Yeah. He puts up with me and I put up with his girls that he dates. Um, <laughs> and then we have a younger roommate, Alex, who is like my little kid brother. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a little, he's a puppy. Mm. Alex, why are you, I'm sorry, Mama Gnomes. Mama Gnomes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So where's a gnome thing come from? Naomi. Oh. I didn't see so, that. So, yeah. Your name, your nickname growing up? My, my dad always called me Gnomers. Gnomers. Wow. And, uh. So, eventually, a lot of people just started calling me gnomes, Mm -hmm. which caused an obsession with gnomes. Mm -hmm. Mm. Hence the shirt. Yes. Yes. Rolling with my gnomies. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't own a lot of gnomes, but I get Mm. really excited when I see gnomes. Mm. (laughs) Um, And then, when I started, I've been purple for almost, for four years now. Mm -hmm. Your your hair. My hair. Yes. Not my skin. (laughs) For those of you listening, she's not purple. Her hair is purple. I'm not some odd like Maybe cousin of the Smurfs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the outcast Smurf. Yes. Um, but yeah, Christina Cheeseman. If if any of you out there want to do vivid colors, Christina Cheeseman at Kink and Notch, she works in both places. Is the most amazing mm. person in the world. Mm-hmm. 
she's just adorable and she's so good at what she does mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like if you look her up on instagram the pictures and it's just christina cheeseman mm-hmm. like cheese man mm-hmm. can't forget that yeah, yeah she uh oh my god some of the stuff that she has done is amazing mm. but she likes working with me because she knows like she's been using me for classes mm-hmm. and the only rule is because it's her fault she can do whatever she wants to my hair really mm. don't care as long as there's purple in it because I started my regulars, like after she did it, I went in, I was going to a fashion event and she was like, I was like, just, I don't know, I have roots for days, just do like a reverse ombre and my hair was brown at the time. Mm. And she's like, okay. And then she was like, wait, do you, can you have fake color hair? And I was like, well, what do you mean? She's like, purple? I'm like, I, I think so. She's like, mm. want to do it? <clears throat> I'm like, okay. And then after that, all my regulars like, if you're not purple we won't come back and see you. Mm, I was like, challenge accepted. (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of become my identity. And I'm not mad about it. I like it. You rock it. Thank you. Some people can't quite do the color stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I had a purple mohawk at one point in time. Mm. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. Different times. Different times. You should do it again. I don't know. Working at the Federal Reserve Bank, I mean, I have to do it very well. (laughs) Sure. Just buy like a like a toupee or like a oh, yeah, yeah. cover it. Yeah, yeah, it's an idea. It's our bald cap, but or yeah. take it off and spring pops up. Hello. So back in the day, I, I, my hair's so fine. I had to use caulk to get it stitched oh, really? up wow. properly. Um, but not even bedhead would do it. I had to put like actual caulk wow. to stand up. So I'm um, guessing you didn't know him at that time. No, I didn't. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Yeah, she probably wouldn't want to to know me as kind of a. I don't know, a waste of space. <laughs> it really was. I, I was, yeah, yeah. I, that's when I used to be like working kitchens and yeah. bartend and get, get fired about every month. Yeah. Mm. Or, or, you get, or you get sent down down to do dishes the whole yeah. time. Yeah. You know, I, I was not focused on anything. Mm. Yeah. I get that. I'm trying to think of random questions to ask you. Yeah. Um, let's oh, see. you. So I'll bring something up. You told me to bring something that represents me. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, I told you about Tequila Joe. Yeah. Mm. The reason why I picked this is because tequila is very, for the most part, straightforward. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's clear. You can see right through it, for the most part. Mm-hmm. But it'll also sneak attack you if you have too much. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I can be, I'm usually very just kind of chill, whatever. Um, but my passion or my emotions every once in a while go to an extreme. Mm. So, um, and then also with the Reposado, as I age, I get better. <laughs> and I'm not quite in Yeho yet. Still working on that. Gotcha. <laughs> One day, I'll be an extra on Yeho. Mm. Um, and cool. then Tequila Ocho specifically, because of the different vintages, along with growing, there's also a lot of change. Um, and just even personality and stuff. Like, if you've met me in my 20s, Completely different person. Oh, yeah. Same here. Like, yeah. just completely out of control. Yeah. And, uh, angry. Now, I do still get angry, and sure. it's not pretty when it happens, but... It's probably well-deserved, though. Yeah. Oh, I have a 40-year-old man in, uh, Newtown that's scared of me. Because mm. I put him in his place. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It was really funny. My friend, she was, she saw, she saw my face, she's like, oh, Naomi's about to turn into a tornado. And I'm so excited. They love when it happens. Because for the most part, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, whatever. I don't really care. That's an idiot. Whatever. My face will show more than, like, my words. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, it's like, I just can't. 
I can't deal with this anymore. So I'll be like, hey, I don't scream necessarily, but I won't let you talk. Hmm. Mm, and I did. I, I uh, totally attacked him. And then at one point he was like, wait, is this a conversation? And I just leaned back in my chair and I was like, yeah, go right ahead. Try. And then he started talking. Was someone working there or another? No, we were just hanging out at a bar. Okay. And um, he finally was like, he kept talking. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh, okay, you done? All right. (laughs) And he he closed his tab, but he left. Uh, (laughs) I saw him like a week later at a different bar in Newtown. Mm -hmm. And... He came up to me and like lightly like tapped my shoulder and he was like, hey, hey Naomi. I was like, hey, how are you? He's like, good. He's like, I just, I just want to come over and say hi. I'm like, oh, hi. I was like, cool. I'm like, and I asked him, I'm like, how are you? He's like, good. How are you? I'm like, I'm good. He's like, cool. I'm like, all right. And then he just walked away. I love it. <laughs> like, I'm a nice person, even if I don't like you. Like, I have yeah. this same, like, philosophy that, like, I don't care if you're my worst enemy. If I see you crying in the corner and no one's helping you, I'm going to go over and help you. Because yeah. I know what it's like mm-hmm. to, you know, something bad happens and you feel alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you just want someone. doesn't matter if you guys hate each other. Just mm-hmm. someone to be like, hey, are you okay? Do you need a hug? Do you need a shot? Do you want to punch me in the face to make you feel better? Like, just mm-hmm. what can I do? Just be human. Yeah. yeah. But but if you push me in the wrong way, I will verbally abuse you. I'm not a physical person. Mm. Yeah. I've yet to witness that. So. Most people haven't witnessed yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, Andy has, but mm-hmm. we've also lived together for three years. Yeah. So, do you want more? Sure. Thank you. Um, we have this ritual that once to twice a year we're both wasted and we get in a massive fight and then the next day we hug it out. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like scheduled? It's like a holiday? No, it's, it's, just, a day off it's, just, a, yeah, it's just a guaranteed, like, I mean, we live together. Mm-hmm. He works from home. I mean, I'm not home necessarily a lot. When I am, I'm usually in my room and he's in the basement. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, it, it's just what happens. Like, you have two people that live together, have lived together for three years, and every once in a while, you know, you get drunk and mad at each other over yeah. stupid things, and yeah. then you hug it out the next day and be like, I don't know why I was so mad. <laughs> He's like, mm. I don't know either. Like, I love you. I love you. <laughs> sounds like marriage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, and then Alex is our kid. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> We did joke around that after three, uh, so Tuesday would be three years. Mm. That's August 1st, right? Mm-hmm. And um, joked around about having a common law party, even though it doesn't actually exist <laughs> yeah, in so, Missouri. Yeah. And usually it's seven, seven years. years. Yeah, seven years, yeah. But uh, one of our friends brought it up to me last fall. He was like, you guys will be living together for almost three years, like, next summer. I'm like... <laughs> holy shit, yeah, we have. Mm-hmm. I've never lived with anyone longer than a year except for my parents. Mm. And um, and so I was talking about, he was like, oh, we're going to have a party. And even if you don't, Amy and I are going to bring over a bottle of wine and some flowers and we're going to get drunk at your house. And I'm like, all right. So then I turned this whole, we're not actually going to do it, but I turned this whole thing where it's like, we were going to have a big party at Wine Bar 
and uh, I was gonna wear a little veil, and we'll have like oh, a little geez. like just a joke, like you know, uh, joking around, like he'd wear a tuxedo t-shirt, and oh, uh, and I was like, whatever girl that you're dating at the time has to wear a sash or a shirt of my choosing, so it could say, geez. I'm the mistress, uh, I'm the side piece. <laughs> Wow. I'm the whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, and they're gonna have to wear it. Just plain and simple. Yeah, it's like I'm a distraction. Yeah. <laughs> or diversion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Wow. But I don't even you know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Like, yes. uh, yeah. That's that's the type of uh, family we have in Newtown. We're all very weird. Out in the county. Out in the county. Way out in the county. Yes. Stepper Weiss meets Joe in the corn. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I call it the compound. Like, friends will call me and be like, hey, what do you do today? I'm like, yeah, I'm saying the compound. Mm-hmm. I drank the Kool-Aid. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really great. I, it, it kind of upsets me that people are like, no, we won't go out there. I'm like, okay, so you... Part of the reason is because they're freaked out about it. Mm-hmm. Um... Like, they're going to get murdered or something. Mm. Um, but also, they're like, well, I don't want to drink out there and then drive back to the city. I'm like, mm. well, you do realize okay. that you asked me to drink in the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. You know, and I'll crash at people's places or I'm just careful and then drive home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it is better for you to leave the county and head towards the city than it is for me to mm. leave the city and head towards the county. Fair mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like, and do you have a place to crash? So get get hammered. Yeah. You know, either sleep in my bed or we've got couches. You know, the rug mm. is really comfortable. I've passed out on that before. Mm. All of our got a dog. Got a dog. Yeah. It'll sleep Stinky on its breath, but yeah. You know. Oh, he'll he'll lay right on your back. <laughs> I'm just like good sleeping dog. Oh yeah, yeah. he's he's a cuddler. Like that one. That's okay. He's sometimes a cuddler. Yeah. Right, waffles. What? What? Huh? What? Is it it ta- ta- people stop petting me. Yeah. yeah. Is it time <laughs> to get tacos away. yet? I feel like eating tacos. Mm, tacos do something. Yeah, it does. I know. Mm. All right, I have a question. I'm really curious about this answer now. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, where did you want to be when you were a kid? I wanted to be... Well, there was two things. It went back and forth. I wanted to be a housewife mm. with three kids. Mm-hmm. Two boys and one girl. Mm. The girl is supposed to be the middle child. Mm. Um, no, so far from that. Mm. Um, <laughs> and I wanted to be a famous movie star. Oh, cool. Also, so far from that. Yeah. <laughs> Were you ever in any plays or anything? I did, actually. Uh, middle school, I did some. Mm. Uh, most of the time, I was in the chorus. Uh, but I did some other, like, musicals and plays and stuff like that. My senior year, I was, we did The Princess Bride. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And hmm. I played, so, the, the, um, theater version of it, the play, is different from the, uh, movie. Mm-hmm. So, the book was written, and then the movie was made, and then they made a play. Hmm. So it's almost a crossover between the two. So there's stuff mm-hmm. in the movie that are not in the book that I found out. Mm-hmm. So there's like a whole beginning of like how the prince was supposed to marry this this girl who was actually bald. And they found mm-hmm. out because at the dinner, like her wig flew off. And, 
Yeah, and the queen and the king actually... Well, the king couldn't talk. Mm. He mumbled and spat. Mm. So mm. all... That's like, me. I, so like uh, like they all had umbrellas while he talked like they'd open it up and the queen (laughs) so the queen basically spoke for the king and i was the queen and it was it was funny because thank god for improv um i was it was in our little theater Mm. at westminster and i did a whole recession up like walking up I went up the stairs for one of the shows, and I tripped on my skirt, or my dress, mm-hmm. and I caught myself, and I was like, oh, <laughs> silly me, and just kept going, because I was her. She was like, she would interpret the king like, oh, what he's trying to say is, and like, go on and on, and he's just like, no, it's not, and I'm just like, oh, oh you know, whatever. Hmm. <laughs> um, we did, this was fun, we did You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, because hmm. it was our, the school's 25th fifth anniversary of the first time they put on a musical mm-hmm. and uh and that was the first one they ever did mm-hmm. and i played linus really the boy with the blanket mm. cool um one uh probably find a picture of, of it on my phone mm. uh one of the ladies during one of our final rehearsals one of the moms was like who's that boy up on stage yeah i was like well, that's a girl <laughs> i actually had to tie down my boobs, so I yeah. had to do like the sport wrap. Yeah. yeah. Almost passed out during the first show. Oh. <laughs> so I hadn't done it yet. Uh-huh. So yeah. I did it and I did it tight all the way around. Yeah. Mm. And one of the scenes, uh, Lucy punches me and I mm-hmm. do like the cartoon fall back. Yep. The legs up in the air and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I landed and I was like, Ugh. Oh the girls. And, was, <laughs> and like I took off the when I took up the sport tape off. Like, my ribs hurt so mm. bad. So yeah. I learned. Uh-huh. Tie in the front, loose in the back. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. cool. that was uh, awful. Uh, but yeah. no, I did an improv for two years. Did improv uh, comedy? Yeah. Oh, really? Cool. You have to be in that, too. Yeah. yeah. I uh, So I think I'm funny all the time. <laughs> um, it actually, it's great. Like, I joke around people all the time. I'm like, because like, I can be, I know I'm talking a lot now, but I can also be super quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's times I go into work where it's just like, I just don't really feel like talking. Well, I have to once guests come in. Mm-hmm. And I'll sit back there and I'll just start joking around with people. And they're like, my, you know, some of my friends will be like, like, how do you do it? Like, especially when you're mad. I'm like, improv. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, just, you go with the flow. Like, it's great for guest service because you go with the flow because you got to read people and then you can mm-hmm. catch yourself. And, because uh, I can be kind of a, I can, I, I'm sassy behind the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but it's a lot of fun because I could get to play around and like, see, like read people and be like, all right, I can get away with this with them. I can't get away with them. And then just joke around with them all the time. I actually at Liberty and I overheard people a lot. And a couple of times they said to my face, she's funny, like Amy Schumer. And I'm like, Hmm. I guess I kind of do have Amy Schumer sense of humor. Like I'm sassy. I'm crass. Mm -hmm. Sometimes a little dirty. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no. Well, at least they actually find it funny. That's yeah, cool, yeah, right? Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just back there like, hey! And inside my head, I'm like, I just want to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. I actually was, uh, so on uh, O, Oprah's station, mm-hmm. there is a real, uh, the Sweetie Pie's reality TV show. Yeah, well, I didn't realize it was still going on. Hmm. They actually filmed at Scarlet's one hmm. morning. I saw that about two months ago or yeah. something. Yeah. And yep. uh, so like the... I'm giving away all their secrets, but this is how reality TV show goes. 
they came in ahead of time and like ordered the food and everything. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't that lack of slack of like waiting for them to order mm-hmm. and figuring out what they wanted. Mm-hmm. But then they went back out and they did the whole like filming of, as like they were the first time walking up. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, so we'll let you know when to go out and uh, greet them and whatever. And I was like, all right, I'm going to be on TV. Okay. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> and so I go up to the table. They're like, all right, you know, go, go say hi to them. And I saw that they were looking at pictures of a wedding. Mm-hmm. And I go, I, so I go up, I'm like, oh my God, that boy is so adorable. And I was like, Who's, whose wedding was it? And one girl's like, oh, it was mine. I'm like, oh, congratulations. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And it kept going on. And then I was like, okay, anyway, shut up. It's not about you. It's about them. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. But afterwards, like, all the crew were, like, giving me a high five. So I'm like, you did a great job. I'm like, I did improv. No big deal. Yep, yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> where, I didn't know that about you. Yeah, where'd you start yeah. the improv then? Um, it was in high school. Okay. So I did improv my junior and senior year. And so we did classes where we had to practice. We had to learn different accents, which I can only do two now, sometimes Mm -hmm. three. Mm. Really good at Southern, Mm. though I can't clarify which Southern I am unless I'm doing a sweet Southern Belle or just I'm Southern. Mm -hmm. Because my friend is from, uh, my friends are from Alabama. Mm. And anytime I talk to them, I start talking with a Southern accent. Yes. I was doing it last night, but then I was going overboard with it. I'm like, well, now you sound like you're from Tennessee. And I'm like, I don't know the difference. <laughs> it's all Southern to me. It's the R's. Yeah, the R's. Yep. See, I didn't know that. <laughs> but the CD, I wish I still had it because it was really cool. Because they did, they, uh, it was a book and a CD. And mm. it taught you how to do all the different accents from mm. all around the world. Cool. But when it came to the United States, they also did specific states. Oh, mm. neat. So Michigan and stuff like that. When my mom is from Michigan, so mm-hmm. she's listening to it. I'm like, she's like, well, I don't say it like that. Oh, you know what? No, so many people do say it like that. Mm-hmm. I never even noticed. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. Fascinating. Huh. Yeah. So we didn't do all different accents and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And we'd be tested on them. Um, I remember when we had to do the uh, a Mexican, I, which I should be able to do it. I am part Mexican, though I don't look it. Um, mm. I just, for some reason, could not get it. Mm. Like, I could get certain words, but not just, like, a full-on sentence. Sure, so, yeah. when I went up, I told one of the girls, I was like, kill me or something. Just get me out of the scene <laughs> as soon as possible. <laughs> and so, I literally said, like, four words, and then mm-hmm. she got rid of me. And I was like, thank God! Because <laughs> at least those four words I said correctly, with, or with the correct accent. Yeah. Huh. Well, that can be really good in improv, where you actually... Yeah, it can become the thing that you pretend to help people Mexico actually talk. It's yeah. actually a British accent or something. But, oh, yeah. You know, it really is. And then you tell them to go to a different scene, and they're actually from Britain. They talk with a, with a Hispanic accent. Yeah. Like, you know, what's <laughs> You're a, like, wait, what? Hey, what's a Krupex man? You know, something <laughs> like that. Yeah. They're real good, man. You know, like, like yeah, that, you know. who are you? Like, God say the queen, God say the queen, man. Oh, that's uh, hilarious. Well, we all, we had to learn the different games hmm. and stuff like zip, that. Zip tap zap and stuff like that, or you not do zip tap zap? I don't know that one. Oh, it's basically where it's saying to get you guys get people used to playing off each other. Okay. So, oh yeah, yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Boom. Do you need more? Nope. Oh. Nope. It's <laughs> good. But basically, it's where it's just a game where you just say zip tap zap, and you okay. point someone and they have to do it. Okay. And you go to see, but then you start adding more things to it. Start doing things where you start just making noises. 
Okay. I mean, it's all about just playing off your making a, di- a different yeah. sequence, letting it evolve, become something different. Okay. Yeah, we never did that one. We did the question game where you could only respond in a question. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, the dating game mm-hmm. where I would leave. Also, was really good at this one too. Mm-hmm. I would uh, I would leave, and then or someone would go out, and then mm-hmm. there'd be three contest contestants. Mm-hmm. Who the audience would give them each a character or mm. something about them that, you know, a quirk. Mm. And then whoever was gone comes back and sit there and ask each of them, okay, contestant number three. I see, these weren't the, weren't the training games. These were actual short form improv games. Yeah. I see, I we see. did some training game. We did training games too, but we also did those in class because we actually put on shows. Mm. Cool. And uh, my senior year, um, the improv club that was I don't know if it still is at Union Station. Mm-hmm. We actually competed mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. and won. Well, cool. But we also had the most people come to cheer us on too. Mm-hmm. So that helped. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. but but yeah, but there was there was definitely certain things I was really good at, like some of the games mm. and there was other ones where it was just like uh whatever. Mm. Um but I find all the time that I have uh I think it was improv when I realized I, how dirty my mind was, but mm. not without knowing it. Mm. <laughs> and at a Christian high school, at a Christian yes. high school, of all places, because mm. um, there there were several times where I would say something, and I like in my head would immediately start laughing because uh, you know. Like, I, I would say, and I'm like, holy shit, like, that sounded so wrong. Mm-hmm. And so I'd, like, wait to see reactions. And, like, like did anyone else notice what I said? And I was like, oh, wait, no, only I did. Well, some people would. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there was one, there was actually one time where I was supposed to, I forgot the name of the game, but I was supposed to have an object, and I was supposed to get the person to guess what it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was a key. Mm-hmm. And I kept holding the key like this, but whatever I was saying, it made it look like I was holding a condom. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, God. And my parents were at that show, too, and I was just like... Oh, jeez. Because I didn't realize, I'm like, why is... I'm like, I don't even feel like I'm being that funny right now. Why is everyone cracking up? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I was like... <laughs> That's right. Mm, you put dicks in that. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I also found out that I make a. I had a friend of mine tell me that I make a really good witch, mm-hmm. and and I was really good at pretending like I was drunk. Mm. And I was like, noted. Never had a drink before, but apparently mm. I'm really good. Now I'm just really good at being drunk. Yeah. Um, and I don't. Most people don't know when I'm drunk. Mm-hmm. When there, they could tell I was drunk. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I remember that game. I was just I did the whole like passed out thing, but then like would wake up and like say something completely random. Mm. Um, but the question game was that one was the best. Mm. Mm. And I'm really good at playing dumb, and sometimes not even on purpose. Mm. Like the dating game one, uh-huh. there was one time. So I would always talk like this. <laughs> All right, contestant number two, and I'd ask him a question. But there was one time I was like. So, if you were, like, a jelly, you know, like a jam or a preservative, what would you be? And I said, I was like, eh. everyone started laughing. I was like, oh, preservative. No, it's preserves. Oh, wait, it totally fits with the character. It's yeah, totally yeah, exactly, fine. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I 
was like, I was dumb on my own, and it was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't even have to act for that one. <laughs> but yeah, I stopped doing theater, though, once I went to college. I was supposed to be in a play, but uh, my parents were graduating from graduate school. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. So when I went off to college, I'm the baby of three. Mm-hmm. My parents went off to graduate school in Seattle and uh, got their master's in spiritual direction and a certificate in spiritual nurture. Wow. And they, I mean, they were like, you know, like, do the play. And I was like, no, how often does a kid get to see their parents graduate from, you know, graduate yeah. school? Like, yeah. Which was actually big of me because I was kind of an asshole child. Mm. Well, teenager, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but yeah, I was like, no. Plus, I love Seattle. Mm. I've never been. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Mm. But, um, but yeah. So, went to, fun fact. Mm-hmm. Went to college, not just for music, for contemporary Christian music, because I was going to be a traveling worship leader. Mm. Wow. Cool. Again, so far from that right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, in some ways, that's what you're doing. You know, people, you know, it's, you, you, the bar is church. Oh, yeah. You know, and basically you're helping make sure that the worship process goes very well. Yes. You know, so. And not overboard. Yeah. yeah. Well, to a point. Um, oh, yeah. No, it's, uh, I was very much, because I had a very intense uh, teenage years, I guess I'd say. My childhood yeah. was fine. Mm-hmm. I was a free spirit, you know, I didn't care if you know I had a whole bunch of friends or whatever like I played by myself my brother was my buddy um but you know I got angsty Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden I was like well why don't people want to be my friend Mm. and would try too hard and then like with my dad with the youth pastor thing was like then that was an excuse to be angry like Mm. oh you're around all the time and then he stopped doing it went back to business and then try to pull us from that church. And then, of course, I get pissed off about that because I'm like, I actually have friends. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to try to start all over again. Yeah. And uh, I was the only... I was a dick. I was the only child that told our parents that I hated them. Yeah. Which I don't. I love them. Yeah. But, but yeah, so it was... I felt very alone because I didn't know how to be myself. Mm-hmm. And so I would try to be like other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also was artistic. I love painting and sketching and playing mm-hmm. the piano and singing mm-hmm. and acting and doing all that mm-hmm. stuff. But never, my parents always kind of supported me, but there was still this feeling of like, no one really supports that. Mm-hmm. So, but being a worship leader is cool, right? Because you get paid for it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to be a traveling worship leader. And I'm going to get a group together. We're going to put this whole thing together that is going to focus on teens. We're going to go to different cities and ask all the youth groups to come. And if there's any artists out there that want to display some of their work or do whatever, they could do that. And then we would focus on encouraging everyone to follow their passions no matter what it was. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, I didn't even know what I actually really wanted to do. So, of course, I never followed through. But it's still something that very much, like, has transferred into my career now, like, with Kira. Like, I want to mentor people. I want to be there for them. Mm-hmm. And also get drunk. Mm. <laughs> Which Perfect I would, career. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm like, done. I get to be, I get to be creative. Yeah. I also love structure. So, like, managing has always been great for me. 
mm-hmm. and I love mentoring and encouraging mm-hmm. other people and teaching people things and sure. having fun. So yeah. literally the best career that I could have. That... And I have a question. I'm going to sort of flip that around. Yeah. You're, you're kind of leading exactly what I wanted to ask you. <laughs> oh, you've sorry. worked, we've visited you at quite a few places. Yes. You have nice places you've been. Can you talk about what maybe certain people have taught you or what people you've worked with or worked under who have really inspired you? Um, yeah. So, there wasn't anything, anyone specific necessarily at Prosno. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the beverage director from Chicago, he was great um, in the sense that he, there was one time he came, I had been there for six months. I mean, I had just started bartending. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I was still learning. I wasn't trying to create cocktails at that moment. But he came in one time and we had this empty barrel. And I was like, well, hey, we need to put something in there. He looked at me and was like, well, why don't you come up with something? Hmm. I was like, what? <laughs> like, I, what? No. Like, does not compute. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, do <laughs> 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 something? <laughs> and so I was like, really? He's like, yeah. So I had looked up how to make your own spiced rum hmm. with Chinese spice spice. Mm-hmm. So I spiced a rum, and then I put a couple other stuff in there, and I barrel aged it, and that was my my very first cocktail I came up with was a barrel aged cocktail. Which some of my friends were like, "We've been doing this for a while, we've never barrel aged a cocktail, and that's your first one." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Hey, go big or go home, right?" Hey, wh- <laughs> what what year was it then? You think that was the end of wait? What what year is this? Because I'm wondering, maybe we may even have drunk that. Yeah. So it's quite possible because we used to go to Prasino, uh, Prasino, I remember yeah. it. Uh, so it's what 2017 now. Yeah. So my, it was 2000 the winter of 2013. It was de- hmm. the December of 2013 it's that I did possible. it. It's quite possible. Yeah. Me and might have had it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it turned out really well. Uh, a little bit sweeter than I wanted, but again, learning. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was the first person to encourage me to start doing mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and then. I left there to do the Lucky Buddha thing, mm. and no one really was an inspiration for me there, but I did learn a lot about myself and learned mm. I could do a lot more than I thought I could mm. all at one time. Even like, Very important. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm one of those people, like, if you don't tell me you can't do something, I'll probably end up doing it, yeah. because I don't know that it's a challenge, because I had people come up to me like, how did you do all of that? I'm like... Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Yeah, was I supposed to do that? I mean, really? Like, I don't know. I just like I had to do all the social media, yeah, and yeah. the schedule. I got to do yeah. this and this yeah. and this. I was like, I didn't know that I couldn't do it. Yeah. Um. I mean, my body could tell. Um. <laughs> but Ben has been uh Ben, and uh, he it was it was really fun to work with him in a lot of ways because I came on. And he was really excited. I, you know, he doesn't always seem like an excitable person. Mm-hmm. Um, because he didn't feel like he had to train me. Hmm. So in some ways that was hard for me. So I was like, well, no, I want to learn. Hmm. But because he, he likes to like grab someone from like the beginning and train them and make them like his sure. little protege hmm. and stuff. Um, which he did a great job with uh, Chelsea. Um, Chelsea. Chelsea. Uh, little. Little, thank you. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he loves doing that, but because he just took over the beverage director there, Mm -hmm. he had a lot on his plate. He didn't have to train me. Mm. But the reason why I liked working with him was because we're both assholes. We're both alphas. And it's always a Mm. challenge. 
Mm-hmm. Like when he told me that he ha- can't really stir properly stir like with two hands, like two different hmm. drinks. I was like, me neither. Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> so I got, I learned how to do it properly with two hands mm-hmm. before he did. Mm-hmm. And, um, so it was great like that. Cause we were like it, I, cause you know, it's Ben Bauer, Ben does this, and mm-hmm. Ben's in this article, and I came in, and everyone knew Ben, like, oh, he's going to make our drinks, and I'm like, what about me? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll just sit here and clean glasses all night, mm. that's great. <laughs> pour some wine. Uh-huh. Um, but, so, it was fun in that sense, and I, I really do look up to him, and he's been... Uh, a great inspiration, even mm. when we have fun, as yeah. two alphas will do sure, sure, behind yeah. a bar. Yeah. Um, he will always be one of my best friends. And his mind is so weird and amazing that, mm. like, I found that I've picked up little things of his, but also I'm not going to be him. Sure. Like, I got into preserves because he likes to do preserves. I did a cotton. Yeah, we preservatives. Both, yeah. <laughs> preservatives. <laughs> I loved him. Like, apricot preservatives. They're great. I love them. Um, but, you know, like, I've noticed that I did pick up in some of his little quirks when it comes to his cocktails. Mm. But I also constantly would challenge myself to make sure that I wasn't doing exactly what he was mm. doing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but he's probably been the most, uh, the biggest influence on my career in that sense mm-hmm. cool. um and nick Ludi mm. was always great for me because he um would loody me all the time and <laughs> next thing i know next thing i know it's like four o'clock in the morning and <laughs> i gotta go home <laughs> but he so always is a verb yeah <laughs> yes what does it mean to be lootied um he'll start talking yeah and won't stop. I see. And he he's he's a word man. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, he's a writer. He hmm. you know, has written books and stuff like that. Really? And uh, so he he will get you wrapped up into something, and all of a sudden you're just like, "What just happened?" But <laughs> he, <laughs> like, it's, three, it's three years later, and I have a kid now. What's going on? I don't know. <laughs> Is it still the same day or is it the next year? Um, but he's always been a really good friend to me. And uh, him and his wife, Audra Ludi, is... Hmm. Audra is the shit. Hmm. Um, and uh, actually, I think that's part of the reason why... Well, Ludi told me, he's like, part of, not in these exact words, but part of the reason why he likes me. He would tell me all the time that he I remind him of Audra. Interesting. Um, because, again, we're both... We're both fun-loving, you know, we, you know, like to laugh and have fun and do all that stuff, but we're also, when it comes down to brass tacks, we're like, no, mm-hmm. get this shit done. Yeah. Like, not dealing with it. Yeah. We're very straightforward, mm-hmm. um, which is why I love her. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's amazing, but mm-hmm. Ludie's always been, always trying to encourage me, and, hmm. you know, uh, he... One of the last nights that I worked, we stayed up till I don't know when, uh, drinking at the bar, and he's uh, he was really he was sad to see me leave, but he was also he knew that mm. it was time. Sure. Um, but he told me in his own very loving way, he goes, 
you know, Naomi, you were an okay bartender when you started working here. <laughs> I was just like, oh, thanks. Thanks, Nick. You're great. And he goes, he goes, you know, you were, you know, okay bartender, but, you know, you were pretty and you were great with a guest. I'm like, thanks, Louie. Um, he goes, but you have literally come so far mm-hmm. from where you were. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know no matter what, we still stay in touch. And I still go up there. Actually, I've been up there three times this week. Um, hmm. But he will always have my back, hmm. no matter what. The biggest influences were Ludi and Ben. Mm-hmm. And now you're trying to mentor the, the youngins. The youngins. Now. Yeah. Like, let me help you. Yes. Yeah. The women and men, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Right? No, yeah. I won't. Like, uh, like, I don't know the staff at Reed's. Mm-hmm. I will be bartending five days a week. Most likely. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that's how it goes. And mm-hmm. then there's two other guys are kind of like when we need two people or for a Sunday brunch and stuff like that. And I think I found out that a friend of mine that used to be my bartender at Millstream in St. Charles might be working there. And if he is, I fucking love him. Cool. Um, but like even then, like I never want to come across as someone that knows everything because I don't. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like I couldn't tell you what the VSOP was cognac or brandy. It's I, I think it, it's pretty. You can cognac. Google that actually. It's cognac. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's something in that family. Yeah. Um, because I just don't play around with it. It's mm. it is cognac. Mm. Um, mm. now that I think about products, yeah. I've put products in my mind. Yeah. Um, I don't know everything. Mm. I'm still learning, and any bartender who thinks they know everything is full of shit. They might know a yeah. lot more than you in some aspects, but you cannot ever know everything sure. because it's always in, like it's all always evolving. Everything's changing. Like you know, Tiki also got big. Yeah. Who knew a lot about Tiki? Mm-hmm. Not many people. Yep. Sure. Um, you know, now uh, I interviewed the president of the USBG chapter in KC, Chelsea mm. uh, Almeida, and I asked her one of the questions I asked her was, "What are you know, what are some of the positive changes that you've seen in this industry? And her answer was, you know, when craft cocktails were becoming big, everyone was doing the fest and, you know, doing all this stuff and, like, going overboard. And she's like, and that was great because hmm. everyone started getting serious and, when, you know, they really wanted to do it. She's like, mm-hmm. but now that it's been around for so long, you know, um, people can relax. And still do those amazing cocktails, sure. but it doesn't have to be like a show for it anymore. She's yeah. like, one of the things that she's been hearing a lot is craft dive bars, mm-hmm. you know, which in the past it was like, oh no, it's got to be, you know, like your vest and bow ties and, you mm-hmm. know, we're going to do this whole like, pro, you know, pro, pre-prohibition or prohibition, you know, yeah, theme yeah. things and yeah. secret clubs and stuff like that. But now mm-hmm. it's just like, no, we're still going to do fucking fantastic cocktails, but we're going to be relaxed and wear t-shirts and mm. Hawaiian shirts or whatever and, yeah. and have fun with it. And I totally agree with that. Like, mm. I wasn't involved when it started to become big, but I also went to Sanctuaria when that, you oh, know. Yeah. And uh, with Matt Sider, yeah, uh, Will Pelly, Joel, too. Will Pelly, that little fucking asshole. I, love him. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you heard that. <laughs> well, tell him to listen to this episode. Yeah, basically. yeah. Now tell him why. I love you, Pelly. <laughs> but um, yeah, Will Pelly was there, and uh, Joel Clark, and Tim Ravier, and just like really fantastic people. Um, I mean. 
when they say that someone wrote a book on it, Cider literally wrote a book on it. Yeah. Yep. That over there, it's autographed too. Oh, nice. Yep. I see it. Yeah. Boom. Um, Ding. and like they, I've told them Matt Obermark too. Like, they have all been massive inspirations for me, mm-hmm. mm. and I could not have done it back then. And mm. um, but I also wouldn't be here now if it wasn't for watching them and their influence on me mm. no, though they did not realize that they were actually influencing me mm. uh, I told Matteo and Matt Sider that so many times Tim Rapier doesn't live here anymore mm. fucking Florida <laughs> uh, I am gonna go down there sometime I do Rapier cracks my shit up he's just a goofball but so incredibly talented and Joel Clark also a great inspiration um like, I actually, first time I met him, he was working at Eclipse at the mm-hmm. Moonrise Hotel. Hmm. And and it, I, my friend and I used to go there all the time when they first opened up. And then years later, I ran into him at Atomic Cowboy. <laughs> Hadn't been to Sanctuary yet. And uh, we looked at each other and we're like, I, I know you. Mm-hmm. Like, how do we know each other? And then finally, we figured it out. And... Uh, this is a funny story. Sorry, Joel and Joel's girlfriend. Nothing happened. Um, mm. No, he needed a ride home, and uh, and I was like, yeah, I, like I'm drunk and whatever. I'm like, yeah, I'll tell you a ride home. He's like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go back and we're gonna drink some absinthe and some beer and do shots. <laughs> and like, all of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, totally cool. Woo! <laughs> we get to his place and. Um, <laughs> Go in, I take my shoes off, he gives me a beer, he's like, I'll be right back. And he had to go to the bathroom or whatever. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, it wasn't like anything bad was going to happen. At the same time, in my mind, I was like, I barely know this guy, and I don't know what's happening. So I, like, put my shoes back on, and I snuck by the bathroom door, slowly opened the door, and then just, like, booked it down the hallway. Oh, my God. Beer in hand, and, like, drive away. (laughs) He took the beer. (laughs) (laughs) That is a pro, right? He took the beer. That's the question, but I'm not going to leave this beer behind. Yeah. With me. Yeah. No, like, it was really funny, just, like, because I just, I don't know, for some reason, like, he's not a harmful person by any means. Like, total sweetheart. But for some reason, like, I had this freak-out moment, and it wasn't like anything bad had happened. Yeah. I just also was like, what am I doing? Like, I don't want to I don't want to drink absinthe. I don't want to... No, I want to go home. I want to go home. Mm. So I snuck out, ran, like... I took the stairs, because I, I was afraid that if I waited for the elevator... <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, well, again... Like my, you jumped out the window again, and rolled. T- <laughs> right? Again, my 20s... It was a little fu- fucked up. Sure, sure. Yeah. So I ran my car, drove home. The next day, I went to Atomic, and I was actually sitting next to Cider. Mm-hmm. And I guess I had been to Sanctuaria because mm-hmm. I knew Cider. I just hadn't seen Joel there yet. Mm-hmm. So I was sitting next to Cider, and uh, we're talking, and I'm telling him the story, and he starts laughing. And he goes, he's on his way over here. And I was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> And Joel comes in, and I was like, I'm really sorry, but I just liked it. He's like, yeah, it was really weird. I came out of the bathroom, and I was like, where did she go? He's like, I, like, looked in closets and under my bed. <laughs> <laughs> I like, yeah, I just, I, wrote, I ran 
man home because I'm a weirdo. And, and we just laughed about it. I was like, it's cool. Like, wow. I'm wow. Just, yeah. But no, those guys are great. And like, I love seeing, you know, running into them randomly. Uh, like, Matteo moved away for a while and then moved back. Um, and uh, he's hilarious when he's wasted, by the way. Hmm. Um, I won't tell any stories, Matteo. Um, <laughs> but no, and it's actually been fun to see people who I've actually managed. Hmm be in management. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex Lichen was, I was, when I was a manager at Salt, he worked there. Um, and now he is basically the director of operations of all the missions. He kind of oversees really? everything. Mm. Yeah. Like mm. it's, um, Chris Sanders mm-hmm. just got hired on as a GM at the new mission in St. Charles. Thanks and he was at Eclipse and also one of my bartenders mm-hmm. at Lucky Buddha. Mm-hmm. And then, he took over sanctuary for yeah. yeah, he had a mustache, mustache yeah. right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. That. Great guy, yeah. Yeah, so it was really funny, uh, like, just seeing all of them together, yeah. and I'm like, I used to be your boss. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I could talk about those boys all day long, because they, mm. even to this day, like, when I uh, told Cider and Matteo about my job, mm. and they're both, like, immediately, like, I want to, you know, like, if you need anything, like, let me know. Um, Snyder's like, I've got all these packets and all this stuff. And Maya's like, oh, like, I, you know, beam Suntory, you know, like, I will work with you and do all this stuff. And I'm just like, oh, people love me. Yeah. <laughs> I went from that awkward girl when no one loved me, now everyone loves me. Yeah. It's purple hair. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's all different. Yeah, I literally could talk all day about those boys. They're fucking fantastic. And hopefully one day I'll be able to talk about all of those amazing females, too. Totally. Yeah. It'll be coming. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we should do a round two someday. But maybe yeah. I'll, like, sign off now. Yeah. All right. <laughs> How much time do we got? We could talk all day. I know. <laughs> Are we at an hour and a half? Yeah, just about. Yeah. All right. Longest podcast ever. So, okay. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> so one more shot? <laughs> do it. All right. Cool. One more You're shot. Like, all right. We are home. We yeah. are. We're yeah. going to get groceries and we can wait for tomorrow. I'm going to go get food. Do all the important yeah. stuff. Cool. All Tell right. people where they can find you in person and online. Online, I am at thedrunkengnome.net for my blog. Um, you so drunkengnome.com was taken? Yeah. It's bullshit. Wow. I'm sorry. I know. Yeah. I'll, I'll buy That's them out eventually cool. one of these days. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then on Instagram, I'm at thepurplegnome. On Twitter, which I just linked my Instagram to anyways, uh, it's... Mm. The underscore drunken gnome because the purple gnome was taken, which is bullshit. <laughs> um, and then in person, you can find me at Reed's American Table in Maplewood, mm. right across the street from Ghetto Schnucks that I love. <laughs> right by Boogaloo and all those mm, places. Right, yeah. yeah. And uh, and out and about getting drunk. Yeah. All right, cheers. Cheers. See you there. Yeah. Yep. I'll finish mine off, too. All right, so then my last question for you before we turn this thing off is, do you have any asks or requests for the folks listening to us? Um, yes, actually. One, don't be a dick. Um. (laughs) True. Um, two, uh, if there is anything that you would like to see in this industry, any questions, or or if you are in the industry and you, uh, female, male, uh, part of the, uh, the LGBTQ community. If you have any issues, I'm. That's what I'm here for. For the quality chair, is to kind of be there and listen and 
see what we can do to change things. Um, also, anytime that you see a kick-ass female bartender or distiller or whatever, take a picture of them, put them on Instagram, Twitter, and use the hashtag shake your tin tins. Tin tins? Yeah, shake tin your tin tins. Okay. Hmm. Ah, I like it. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, shake hmm. your tin tins. Shake your tin tins. Good. Because hmm. like we do. <laughs> we shake our tins. I was shaking my tin tins. Well, yes. not my, my can cans, my tin tins. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with your hands. Yes, and I was drunk when I came up with that hashtag. So yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I like it. I had one person concerned about it, and then she heard me say it. She goes, "Oh, I get it." So I was like, "You know, like shake your tin tins." Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, "Oh, you said it. Now it's cute." Okay. I get it. Now. Okay. <laughs> it's not a derogatory thing. Well, Naomi, this has been super. Yeah, fun. I love time. it. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for coming over. Yeah. yeah. Good job. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Boom. Yes. I talk right. a lot. Yay. Yay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, you guys. Thanks so much for listening. If you haven't already, would you consider giving this podcast a rating and review on Apple Podcasts? It would be really helpful to us to help get the word out about what we're doing. You can surf on over to the podcast page right now and just click on four or five stars. Thanks. If you would like to help underwrite our show by becoming a We Eat Stuff patron, visit patreon.com slash we eat stuff to check out all the packages we're offering and choose a level of giving that's right for you your support helps us so much and we'd like to hear from you if there are other rewards you'd like to see go say hi to naomi at reeds in maplewood and remember her hashtag shake your tin tins Please be sure to join us next week for another interview. But in the meantime, go out there and eat stuff. Bye.